0: What's up, party people? It's Talib Kweli, the host of the People's Party. I know you've been enjoying it so far. We thank you for your love and support. We got more People's Party coming up in the future. We got Godfrey. We got MERS. We got RazzCast. We got so much going on right now with the People's Party. You don't want to miss it. Talib Kweli, Jasmine Lee, the People's Party, up rocks. This is how we do it. See y'all in a second. peace and love party people this is talib kwali you are in tune to another episode of the people's party with talib kwali and the wonderful jasmine lee give it up
1: cheers everybody
0: yeah how you doing jasmine
1: i'm doing amazing i love when you give it up for me so thanks. i gotta give it up for you Yeah, man i'm Got happy to, to give it up here. for
0: you the amazing co-host.
1: Oh, I'm amazing. Yeah, you're pretty <laughs> amazing. You're gonna make me cry? Um,
0: <laughs> Jasmine is a good friend of mine. We have another good friend of mine here today. Today's People's Party guest is not just a rapper. He is a lyricist. He is an MC. He is an actor. He is an all-around swell guy. He is a friend of mine. He's one of the classic, legendary, not just West Coast, but globally recognized MCs on the planet. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, give it up for Ras Cass. Woo! Kass.
2: What up? Thank you, bro.
0: What's up, Razzy? Happy to be here, happy to see you. Yeah, man. People's party. Yeah, man. Know. I've gotten to talk to a lot of my friends doing this. I've noticed. Um, that. Some of the people I've met through social media, uh, but as you've seen, there's a couple of the people that I know. Right. You know what I'm saying? You one yeah. of them homies that I know, for real.
2: Yeah, we go back. Yeah, so we gonna get into we it. Got, we got bowling stories. Bowling. Yeah, let's start
0: with I that. I was gonna bring that up. That is on my list. <laughs> when I first started coming out to the West Coast, I would call Raz and one night we went on a double date Bowling, <laughs> at like some Korean gangster bowling alley <laughs> oh God. that he took me to. Yeah, thank you for that. You showed me yeah, the real. We had,
2: a, we had a great time. Los
0: Angeles. We had a good time. Um, your name, Rascas.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, not your real name. It's uh, your MC name.
2: I, I say it differently. Okay. It, 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 uh, Native American, certain tribes, mm-hmm. uh, they name themselves. You named it, yourself. This is the name that I took for myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Word up. Um, it, so it is my real name. Okay. It is got not you. My got birth you. Name. Got it you. Is my, my name. Where? What does it mean? Roscos was actually a, a historical figure. He was an Ethiopian uh, prince fighting with uh, Menelik II for control of uh, Shoah. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I was reading it, uh, he was John IV. Mm-hmm. I'm technically John IV. Mm-hmm. Uh, on my birth certificate, I'm John, Aust- John Richard Austin II, number two. But my grandfather and my great-grandfather were John Austin. So I'm okay. John Austin. I'm John IV. John Austin IV. Okay. And I felt like... At the time, I was trying to figure out who I would call myself, who I wanted to be. I knew I wanted uh-huh. to be an MC. I was already getting out of self, and uh-huh. I didn't want to keep the, my slave name, as we call it. Uh-huh. Um, and so it, it, it hit me. I was just like, I am John the Fourth, and still help you know, lay some respect to my father, um, you know, my biological and and into my culture and my history. So um, because uh, I'm not. The Ross, it would be pronounced Roscas, like uh, Rastafarian or mm-hmm. ja Rastafari. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm a Cali dude, Raz. I put a Twang <laughs> on it, so I called it Razz-Kaz instead of Raz Roscas. The Karis one still calls me that.
0: Roscas. <laughs> Roscas. I like it because
1: it rhymes. With Do
0: you me. understand <laughs> the meaning of the name Roscas? <laughs> Roscas.
1: You gotta put your pinky up when you say that
0: name. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've told me on more than one occasion that you did not like me when we first met.
2: Oh, okay. So (laughs) you went there too. (laughs) Let's tell the truth, Shane the Devil. So we were in... I think
0: it's a funny story.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. because I I, I was a fan, right? Mm -hmm. We go to London to do Tim Westwood,
3: Mm -hmm.
2: and I lose my voice.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And Quad decides, this is the first time to tell me, because this is my second album that's come out. And I'm already kind of taking some flack from like magazine writers saying, I'm some degree of like, I'm trying to, almost implication like I sold out because I did a song with Dr. Dre and I'm like, Mm -hmm. dude, I'm a West Coast dude. I'm a Mm -hmm. prisoner. I'm a, you know, talk about homies gang banging. I'm with Battle Cat Mm -hmm. every other day. I'm being true to myself and trying to be true to, you know, hip hop. And you guys are creating this one expectation that everything I do has to be Mm -hmm. lyrical styles, lyrical styles when Mm -hmm. I'm always done hood music too. You know, mm-hmm. mixed in there, and Qua decided to tell me that he felt like I had let him down, uh-huh. and I couldn't speak, <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't speak. I was like, I'll kill. I'll kill. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you know, then we went bowling, I think. Right? Yeah, then we went bowling. Yeah, then
0: we, we ready, we've been to watch look, we've been partying in New York a lot. Yeah. So Rascas. You know, I don't. Rash used to be in New York a lot. You still be in New York a yeah, lot? Yeah, yeah. But I spend how my time there? Yeah, like when I, when I was first coming up in the game at Ruckus, like I'd go out to the party. We go out to Lotus Yeah. Ale Skills or something. Yeah. You know, somebody DJ Goldfinger be DJing or something. Yes. You know, we would be at all the hottest New York. All the hottest clubs. Yeah. Rash was in there with that fur coat. No, sweating. No. Oh Understand what the design of a mink
2: is for? It's to keep it insulated whether it's hot or cold. So you could rock a mink in the summer and. Feel great. So yeah, I was, yeah. Oh. Th- we called it the uh, wise wise from uh, the Rangers. He called it the the stinking minkin. The stinking minkin.
1: It's so funny. <laughs> um, my grandmother is 92, about to be 93, and mm-hmm. she's already told me that I get the mink coke when she takes her demise. So I'm, I'm excited yeah, to see. They're
2: beautiful things. I mean, you know, at the time I was, you know, I was rebelling a little bit uh-huh. for my label. So that was the one treat to myself was right. to buy the mink. So I enjoyed it. It was mm-hmm. fun. I still have it.
0: Now you talked about being a West Coast MC, and and um, one thing I noticed is like you've always been back and forth uh, from New York, and clearly you're influenced by New York. Yeah. Um, I heard you on K. Slade talk. You just mentioned the Rangers, right? mm mm-hmm. K. Slade was talking about you wanted the first MCs to come up to his tenement project apartment and lay down freestyles in New York City. Yeah. And mom. um, you know, i I've, I've seen you t- talk about in interviews how you used to sort of reconstruct people's albums or fix people's albums in your head Mm -hmm. Um, but you talked about new york state of mind being a perfect song
2: that was the first perfect song Mm -hmm. i ever heard yeah you know as a fan i'm a fan first Mm -hmm. and i I will will hope i will always be a fan first Mm -hmm. because if i wasn't a student of this and learning and appreciating it i I don't think i deserve to be in it Mm -hmm. you know the people like oh just want the bag well go you know go do something else man Mm -hmm. because you kind of wasting energy and karma and
1: and your you know, in spaces,
2: yeah, you wasting space on our platform. Mm-hmm. So, I would study. You know, I I heard albums. I, you know, well, you know. For one, I I I I love the records, but I always feel like if he would have just fixed this one line, mm-hmm. I still do it to myself. Like right. I listen back, like ah, you shouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. Like if you just change this one structure of this of this two bars, it would have been sicker. Mm-hmm. um Cause it's that whole line for line thing like mm-hmm. lyrically how do you get better and better and better and just mm-hmm. raising that bar and uh yeah new york state of mind i can honestly say i remember first time hearing it being completely blown away um and there was only one line i thought i would fix and then i changed my mind which line um once they caught me off guard the mac 10 was in the grass and i ran like a, spe- a cheetah with thoughts of an the assassin picked the mac up to brothers back up the mac spit one ran, I made him backflip, and I was like, thinking about if you really hit somebody with a tech, <laughs> then, then, what you, then he ain't gonna do no back super backflip. Back I was right. like, I made his back split, mm-hmm. and that was the only fix in the rhyme, and I was okay with it. Cause I was like, he just shot him so so hard, he literally <laughs> he did back a backflip. But that was the only fix in that rap. It was one, it's, it's the first perfect rap I, I feel deep, like. Right? I think it's the perfect, it's visual. Mm-hmm. The storytelling is is immaculate, the wordplay, mm-hmm. the feel, the vibe, the production, mm-hmm. he picked the right record, like mm-hmm. him and Preen that record. I can't
0: that um, record. dispute that. For me, that record would probably be Follow the Leader. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a perfect yeah. Yeah. rap record. Yes, Um yes. I felt like Rakim took me in outer space. You listen to that record right. you're like, wow, I'm up there with the balls of clay. You mm-hmm. know what I mm-hmm. mean, like, uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I bring that up because- I couldn't
2: understand all the rocking, because thinking mm-hmm. about it, mm-hmm. uh, just to add on to that, as a LA person, we don't. We didn't have a big five percent
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, population, five percenters. Mm-hmm. So I j- just now be picking up bars from Rocky <laughs> right, <laughs> last right, right. week. <laughs> I'm like, oh right. God, be speaking. So I think that was already over, that was over my head. Mm-hmm. the Leader at the time, because I remember the first time he said, "I'm God," I was like oh, that must be New York slang, like Mm -hmm. G-O-W or something. I was like, that must mean something else. Because you can't be calling yourself God. God, Yeah, I grew up Catholic. I'm like, you going to hell? Right, right. yeah, I just was a little bit late, but yeah, Follow Leader right. impeccable.
1: That's the perks of music, because as you continue to listen to it, you get something more from it every time. And how you said, like, you know, you have to grow into it sometimes. There's a lot of things that you listen to when you were a child or whatever that you were rapping the words, but you really didn't understand Facts. what you were talking about. And then mm-hmm. as you, you know, get more life experiences, you're just like, oh, that's what you were talking about. Oh, yeah. About. I listen to oldies and realize just how
2: grimy they was right. talking. They mm-hmm. was talking slick and right. perverted. Right.
1: You know, they it hit it a really lot more stuff. back in the day though. You had to like know what they were talking right. about right. to get there. Well,
0: when you watch that five five uh documentary about marijuana and he says that back in the days Jive was slang for weed, mm-hmm. which yeah, I didn't, didn't know. know. know and it makes a lot a lot of records make a lot more sense. If you see I, yeah. I haven't
2: seen the Five Five yeah, I gotta it's go good. a I heard it was lit. Yeah, um it.
0: as a lyricist from the West Coast though, mm-hmm. I've heard this before from other lyricists from the from the West Coast. Is that the shadow of N.W.A. and Dr. Dre and Ice Cube, and obviously what they did was very artistic and culturally relevant and very lyrical. But you know, the shadow of gangster rap, which was started by N.W.A., was sort of very big and hard for a lot of people to escape from. Is that a true thing?
2: I, I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think within the community of hip hop in L.A. or the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Everything else was coexisting. It, it was what the the market started trying to determine what was viable, mm. because you got to remember at the same time you still had Dale. You know, mm-hmm. Dale got to come out and do Mr. dabalina and, right? You know, but he had,
0: and, juxt- he had to just mar- yeah, he had to market it as well. This ice cube cousin. cousin, yeah, that's yeah. true.
2: And and they they were out. We still call it like you know. Only up until recently did people not have to succeed based off the NWA family tree. Mm-hmm. Really. Two thousand nine ish, maybe.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, everything's kind of been from that tree. Um, and 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 it, it was there was a time when you could still, you know, they were they weren't necessarily uh, exclusive to each other. Mm-hmm. There was a time where the the gangster party had the hip hop heads, and the hip hop heads had the gangster party mm-hmm. in it because they were all from the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, they all grew up together. And then we got that differentiation. It was really based on record sales, and then what, what the market, what labels started determining was viable. Um, and then you know artists tend to parrot, you know, what they hear, like, oh, well, we this and y'all that. And then, and, and then originally it wasn't that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But It was a hard fight. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, there was there was very few of us getting signed, mm-hmm. getting major record deals, because you know labels just felt like. Why should I get that when I can get another another Ice Cube and mm-hmm. you know or, or you know you, and you weren't gonna get another Ice Cube you were gonna get a, a, a rice cube A rice cube right you're gonna get a fake version right. you know what I mean but you know labels aren't really in the business necessarily of finding talent a lot mm-hmm. of times they're just looking for oh we you guys got a prince we mm-hmm. want a prince and that's mm-hmm.
1: the problem because you can't keep replicating people and that's why things are not as genuine right because you have somebody that doesn't even know the other person's story that
2: they're trying
0: to rap like. Exactly. Um, you said that New York had the influence of the 5% and the more cultural influence and you, you joked about uh, just now getting things that Rakim said, but some people might say they just now getting things you said in Nature of a Threat or Nature of or, or intif- uh, a Vampire.
2: Yeah, you know, well, for me, I, w- I was getting knowledge itself, but it wasn't 5%. I was stepping into Nation Islam, Moorish, the, the Moorish Nation, mm-hmm. Nation Islam. So my, my information base was different, although akin to and related to 5%, where somebody else, you know, um, wherever you get it, mm-hmm. encyclopedia, you know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 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 I don't know what a umi says means right. at first. Right. Just not, you know, I don't have that cultural background. You know, right. I grew up a Catholic, so there's certain things that, you know, you get it where you get it, and you build the rest of it as mm-hmm. a foundation. And so for me, I was always history
3: mm-hmm.
2: and Moorish science mm-hmm. is what I was building on. And so that's why I was coming out the way it came out and and why some people couldn't get it. You know, just right. certain songs, Nature of the Threat. You know, there were pe- some people that really felt offended.
3: <laughs> I, I, I was
0: uh, thinking about interviewing you, and I was watching some of your old interviews. Mm-hmm. And you expressed surprisingly to me, a little bit of regret about that record. Uh, yeah. Now, to me, Nature of the Threat, uh, I think for a lot of hip-hop heads, whether you're white, black, whatever, it is considered a standard bearer for lyrical hip-hop. Like, when people are like, oh, hip-hop is dumb, it's not lyrical, it's not smart. Have you ever heard Ravkaz's Nature of the Threat? Right. You know, me, obviously, I'm a pro-black rapper. Right. I don't feel like there's anything wrong with with that record. You know well, what I'm saying? Like,
2: no, no, I, this is was my only regret. I don't regret the facts. Mm-hmm. I can't change what the facts are. Mm-hmm. Theses start with with a with a with an opinion, mm-hmm. and then you use facts to, to prove private, the opinion, mm-hmm. and so. At the time, I was pretty fired up, and I feel like I was a little meaner. There's a little <laughs> way to do tough love. Right.
3: You know what I mean? Right.
2: <laughs> or facts. So right. And so I don't in, regret man. the song. I don't regret making mm-hmm. the song. I, you know, it, it was in my spirit. It, it meant to be said. It, mm-hmm. Like, it needed to be said. It, it flowed out so, so naturally, it is what it is. I don't mm-hmm. regret that. I just felt like sometimes you got to put the medicine in a little, with a little Kool-Aid or something. Mm-hmm. I was just strictly like, shut up. Eat the medicine, right? <laughs> right. And I kind of, you know, like to to my to my company's credit back then, because that was on my demo. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they knew what they was getting. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> they, they, they knew, you know. Right. We used to have those conversations, like, like what did you think was gonna happen? I wrote an eight-minute history on racism and the evolution of humanity. Like, mm. when do you think right. I'm gonna eight jump out of a so. 6 phone with no hook? Right. right. Like, yeah. Like, when did you think I was gonna put on a Jerry curl? Hat and, and, and jump out of six floor. I would love That's what Jericho. it is, cause it's all to me it's like a uniform. <laughs> Throw like, the juice. All of a sudden, everybody had braids and in the khaki suit, and you know, and walking. You know, it's like right. honestly, I I literally remember telling the owner of my company, like, bro, I forgot how to crip walk before you met me. Mm. I forgot how to. Right. Like I've been doing this. That's some shit I I'm outgrew. Cut, yeah, I'm cut from this cloth and I, I got some information and some knowledge of some self and some direction from older homies that wanted to see me do better. Why would I go backwards on my
1: homies? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you um, did Soul on Ice, it was very impactful back, you know, turned 20 in 2016, mm-hmm. and now you're doing another one. Um, why do you feel it's important to redo it? And are you worried about, you know, that legendary song like having to- Oh, the album, it's the, the album. Al- oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, this is the album. album. The whole album, sorry. it's a
0: nice album. Yeah,
1: um,
2: for me, Soul on Ice 2 was, was not something necessarily that I was going to revisit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like i had done a couple of projects in the past three years because, you know, at first it would have been like my 20th anniversary. Um, and just in the past like year and a half, I just felt like I was recording these records that subconsciously were for something. Mm-hmm. And I had to just take inventory and understand what I wanted to do and how I felt. And, uh, you know, like, I'm a firm believer of, you know, never never, never put out a rhyme before it's time, never put a song out before it's time. Mm-hmm. Um, the Blasphemy record, I wrote those records in 2005, half of them. Mm. I just sit them to the side and didn't come out until 10 years later. So with this, it was just time for me to take some inventory. It's almost 25 years of my life I've been doing this for more than half my entire life. You know, doing, like, we're blessed to be able to mm-hmm. look up and, and have that kind of journey. Um, whether it had all the baubles and the you know the eighteen Bentleys and all that, that that's not what's valid to me. The fact that I got to pursue my dream, mm. have a life, have a career, doing something I love, and look at you know take some inventory about who I am as a human being. What have I learned? Have I have you know uh, do I you know did I get better? Or did I get worse? And then the other part was outside of looking in the mirror for me was looking at society. When I wrote Nature the Threat, how wrong was I? I think Mm. it's getting worse.
0: Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That record is very relevant. Yeah, I mean,
2: a lot of uh, that album holds up. It's it's literally song for song relevant. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to analyze that in and of itself to look at myself. Like the first song on the album is called Silver Anniversary, and I'm talking about 25 years later. Mm What's different? I'm like, not much.
1: Especially in Trump's America. It's like we're going yeah. backwards a little bit. Well,
2: I just said that. It's it a regression, so I think I'm even more right than ever. Mm-hmm. And um, it just was, you know, it was just certain songs. I, I was never trying to do, like, for brand purposes, number two. Mm-hmm. But for me, this was the second stage of me looking in the mirror right. 25 years older, um, 25 years later, and, 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 and trying to do some, some self-analysis about who I am as a person. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you spoke about um accolades and not receiving the the accolades that people get with the with the, the material it. items, but I mean, you and me both got Source Rhyme of the Month. Oh yeah, yeah. that's like a huge accolade. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Ren- yeah. uh, remain Anonymous is the record, right? Yeah, yeah, I got two. You got two. I only got one. So look at that. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> but how did ex- explain how that feels for people who are not MCs? Oh, what that man. means?
2: Um. To, you know, for me, that's all, look, my, my journey started simple. And they always say, be careful what you ask for. But I'm very thankful for, for what I've gotten. Mm-hmm. And so all I really wanted was a, a tape or a record with my voice and my face on it to give to my mother because she believed in me. Mm. Um, and I wanted everybody, because I'm a fan first, all, my, all, my, all the people I looked up to, I wanted them to say, you're dope. I wanted Ferroman and wow. Nas and Tupac and, and, and Big Daddy Kane and you know too many to mention, Red Man and Wu-Tang Clan and big uh, Pun to say, you know, most deaf, Kweli, mm-hmm. gang of people. I wanted them to say, you dope. Mm-hmm. Common. Twisted. Whatever. I keep am gonna keep right, on going. Right. Mm-hmm. So um I that's what I that's really what I what I wanted to get and then let alone getting a source mm-hmm. dopest quotable. Twice. Know, twice. The first time just as I'm like okay, like I'm you know these are people that changed and affected my journey my life. I'm thankful to this culture. it gave mm-hmm. everybody it the majority of people I know and lots of people I don't know this this music in one way, shape or form has given them a life mm-hmm. a, a, a a career mm-hmm. a journey um and so you know to be appreciative of that and be regarded as really good at doing what we do mm-hmm. that you know that's always humbling for me you know i I wish. I wish we still collectively um, appreciated the craft of, 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 of being a lyricist mm-hmm. um, because this is in 2019. And I don't, you know, I don't like to be the bitter old guy. That's mm-hmm. not my job. Like, you know, we mm-hmm. still look like kids, especially me. I'm a, I don't want to be a kid until I can't quit. Right. But. <laughs> I don't want to grow up. I'm a toxic <laughs> Well, kid. I'll be a grown man, but I, I don't want to beat up face. I want kid, the face. I, yeah. I, you know, but, you know, like, this is the only job where being whack at it is the reward. <laughs> like you can't be the Indy 500 driver and keep crashing the car when right. you start it. Yeah. they're not gonna let you drive the car anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't be the guitar player like I'm thrashing and then nothing. Breaking strings. They're, they're gonna get mm-hmm. out of here. You mm-hmm. can't say I'm the fastest man alive, and you know, mm-hmm. and and and, and not you moonwalking. Ice. Right. So. It, it, this is the one thing where it's like, rap, but I don't care about your lyrics. Like, what is it? I don't even understand that. So I don't know when we turned into, like, full moron, mm-hmm. where being bad <laughs> at what you do is is the reward now. Right.
1: But we were we were talking about it, like, before when um Angela Rye was here, because it's, like, a difference between how hip-hop and rap used to be, and now it's this pop rap and this, like, you know because when rap first came out, it was about storytelling and you mentioned that right there. It's like, how many songs that are out right now are really telling a story to where you can follow it from beginning to end? It's just random words that rhyme in right. a hot beat.
2: Yeah. I, I, some comedian, uh, it was pretty cool. It was, uh, you know, uh, some, I just saw a tag, and, and somebody tagged me on it, um, a, a young lady uh, comedian and she, she was doing Roxanne, Roxanne. Mm-hmm. And she was, she rhymed the first verse of Roxanne, Roxanne, and then she did another successful Right Now groups.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw it. It was
2: really right, bad. Show me yep. the difference. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, it really was bad that. by comparison. Right. And, uh, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, I can't tell people what to like, but I, I do think that um, people are. People are n- normally consumers and not connoisseurs of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, we were just having this conversation upstairs mm-hmm. about wine, and some people know how to take the glass and stir it and mm-hmm. sniff it. Oh, 1782 oh, with a, a little you know, bourbon, and they know oh, they understand all that. Most people aren't connoisseurs of music, so they just—if you keep showing it to them enough. Mm-hmm they'll buy it. So it's kind of like the McDonald's effect. We all know McDonald's is not good for you, mm. unless this is your sponsor. <laughs> no, unless like they give that me yet. some money. <laughs> McDonald's <laughs> give me some money, then it's really good, it's, then... it's but, <laughs> but, yeah, like, so but, be, but so they spend so much nuggets. money. <laughs> twice on Sundays. <laughs> no, but, no, but, you know, it's just they have marketing, mm-hmm. they have marketed things to the point where they've tricked you into thinking, the food that ain't good for you, mm-hmm. it, it, because everybody else likes it, it's got to be good. Mm-hmm. And so we, we've kind of been trained on a diet of trash. I mean, oh, I always yeah. advise people to, like, you know, go somewhere. go Honestly, get out of this country and go eat a, a piece of fish. Mm-hmm. You know, have a salad. Like, we're we trying things. to buy organic and even our organic ain't, ain't for real. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like, drink some real water to change your life. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Eat some real meat. It's a whole different... You, you don't get the itis. You get energy off right. of food and water it's when it's not all the pollutants and all this other stuff they have in it.
1: Money controls everything. Because mm. if you have money to pay for the marketing, that is what people are go- going right. to look at. So it's like you go on the radio and it's all the trash songs with the, you know, the beats. That's all you're hearing on the radio. So if you don't have access to any other music, you're going to think right, exactly. that that's good because that's mm-hmm. what you're listening exactly. to. Exactly. And
0: that's, a, that's a, even a new thing because when Raz started and I started, it wasn't that. It was only the free radio. There was no radio you could pay for, mm-hmm. internet that you had that you could, you know what I'm saying? It was nothing like that. Um, and it's interesting that when people have more choices, right. how they take in less information.
1: Well, because, you know, now, for instance, You know that you happen. You have a conversation and your your phone is by you. You have a conversation about whatever tampons. Next thing you know, it's ten ten million. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) Go on. I'm 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 clearly using the tampon. But anyway, uh, you have a conversation about it, and the next thing you know, that's all that's on your Instagram. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because the the, algorithms the algorithms are set up for that. Like you just give like a little hint, and then they're like just showing you those ads. So Mm -hmm. you can literally be in. For instance, I was talking to one of my friends, and she looked at somebody's Instagram that was, like, 20. We don't see 20-year-olds' Instagrams because we're not following them. But the, the, their Instagram is 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 in a state of shock, and it's like all they're seeing is the cucumber sucking and all of that other stuff. So they're like, oh, this is cool, rather than um <laughs> That's funny because all I
0: see is, like, people my age talking about how whack it is. That's, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's my <'cause laughs> That's what your right, algorithm is. Right,
1: if it wasn't for the shade room, we probably wouldn't have seen it at all because right. it would have stayed on the little kids stuff. But, you know, right. the, money room. I just see, woman.
0: like, Spinderella talking about how whack it is. Right. That's the shit I'd be seeing. <laughs> Moni Love confused about what's going on. Right. I'm, like, in the That's middle. Shouts out to Moni,
1: I have, like, the young, follow, young mm-hmm. followers and then the older ones, so it's like I see a little bit of both. Um, You are
0: very deliberate, though, about this sort of fraternity of MCs. Yeah. Throughout your entire career, you've been in groups. You've, you know... And I want to ask you about Golden State Warriors too, because yeah. I want to know what's going on with that. But you've been very much, like, what what are we doing, guys? You know, you, <laughs> like you you started like your first big record was with on with the Sway and King Tech uh-huh. on the Street Fighter soundtrack, right. and you was on with some impressive MCs. Mm-hmm. But since then, like, when I'm listening to Razzcast Spotify, it's all these records with just rappers and producers, <laughs> working class, bar for bar rappers right. and producers. Like you're like whatever, I'm, I'm going to come do a song with you, you know, um, why are you like that?
1: Because um. <laughs> I'm like that too. It's the right thing to I do I know, I'm like so that too, why. but
0: I find it's rare. Mm-hmm. It's rare. Not everybody's yeah, built like how true. we built. They don't you care know, about know, like People, in, and I think artists are visionaries. And artists be like, so when you get on, your career becomes about maintaining being on. Mm-hmm. Right. So you start being tonal vision about what I got to do, what makes business sense, and you stop thinking, but everything I hear from you everything I see from you is not It's not it's very competitive it's like I'm competing with y'all I'm right. competing with friendly things. competition yeah Definitely I'm competing that. I'm competing but we're all in it together
2: I'm a fan first mm-hmm. again and um I enjoy networking doing creative things with creative people mm-hmm. so'm I'm, I'm not you know I'm lucky I've, I've worked with Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. the, you know, DJ Premier, you know, even Kanye. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, the, but, you know, Willie's mama from down the street might have a cool beat. Right. So I don't really care about all that. And I think, you know, I, I would hope... Because we don't know what the future holds, you know. Nobody, you know, knows. I'm going to be the most popping thing mm-hmm. trending in a month. We mm-hmm. don't know, mm-hmm. you know. I don't want it to be because I'm dead. But you know what I'm saying? For something really positive and popping, and then you pay attention to the music. But um, I want to make music for the sake of making music. When I hear records, I'm almost An Arnold. Whether I'm hearing my homeboys' music or it's my music, mm-hmm. I'm uh, um, nine times out of ten. I'm like, you know who would sound kind of dope just maybe on the hook on this part, or just for the intro. So, you know, I always at least try to reach out to people that I hear on things. Um, to say, hey man, would you like to be a part of, I wouldn't mind if you just did this part. You know, mm-hmm. like it was really dope to, um, for the new album, man, you know, I, I reached out to CeeLo, I know his time is money. I, I can't afford all, you know, mm-hmm. can't afford to pay him what, what he took. And he didn't ask me for nothing. He was mm-hmm. like, yo, I got you. And he bodied in it, and then the dopest thing was just like, cause I heard him on his record. I'm like, yo, I hear you on the hook. He d- Took the record and he was like, you want me to do a verse? And I was like, well not really. I mean I mean <laughs> I mean don't like, like, no, no, no disrespect. Thinking, like, Wait a second, see Locke. Like okay? I'm like yeah. yeah, I'm like, I heard the singing part, but look, mm-hmm. feel free because you may hear something I don't hear. Mm-hmm. You know, but it was just dope. Um, you know, that's how I wanna be. No matter what is like let's make the record the best record it can be. Mm-hmm. Not the record is king. It'll not be right. Don't be the groupie about who's popular. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. I've watched that many a times of people just groupie on whoever's popular. It's not even for the sake of making a, a hot record or mm-hmm. a great record. It's about you just being whack, mm-hmm. being 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 corny about who's popular today. Mm-hmm. I, you know. I, Bro, I've been popular since middle school. <laughs> That's Honestly. that Libra
1: baby. Yeah, for real, I really—he's you know, a Libra too. Yeah, yeah, I always know the God Libras. Damn. I know I have a problem. So. <laughs>
3: I'm a
2: Libra too. So am I. I
1: know. Yeah, okay. And yeah. we're September Libras too. Yeah, yeah,
2: 26. 29. Okay. Yeah, baby. Yeah. yeah, so you know, for me, it's it's mm-hmm. just about for the. I hate to say for the culture, <laughs> but yeah. I, I love the culture. I love I love the creative aspect of making. Music that at mm-hmm. least I think is really cool, right. and hopefully other people can enjoy that mm-hmm. journey with me. You know whether they're popular or not. So that's right. with MCs. I'm always, you know, I'm always reaching out to people based on what the music is telling me to mm-hmm. do.
0: Um, and thank you for having me on Barmageddon. By the way, oh, thank oh, you, brother. I Appreciate it. Killed it. Um, I overheard you upstairs mention that your father was a police officer. Yes, sir. The first record that came on my radar from Razzcast. Miami Life. It's Miami Life. I was really My dad. That's what that is. Literally. What was that like when he first heard that record? How do you respond to it?
2: Huh, interesting. Um, I don't know. I, you mm-hmm. know what, we never discussed it. I've never asked him. I've said in interviews and been perfectly honest, yeah, I was, my pops, I'm like two sides of the same coin mm-hmm. to me and my pops. Mm-hmm. He's the, you know, six foot Marine, police officer, mm-hmm. sh- you know, you know, Bridget, mm-hmm. and I'm the one with a bottle. Mm-hmm. Spirited. Five one. Spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm five one with a bottle, mm-hmm. hanging out with the homies. Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember telling my friends, I ain't five one. That was a joke. But anyway, <laughs> um, but the but the point is, uh, I, yeah. Like for example, I remember knowing what time certain uh, shifts, police police uh, like departments, mm-hmm. like. Uh, divisions like oh they they change shifts between blah 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 and blah mm-hmm. blah blah so i would tell my homies what time to go rob stuff
1: oh my god <laughs> i was like yeah because these
2: cars are going in right? and those got to wait till the other ones come so if you wait till they get almost middle to the station wow. then you rob stuff so then they don't know if they got to turn around if they gotta go <laughs> back with the other dudes
1: yeah bro you know so. i'm a different kid I have a question. Since your <laughs> father is a cop, so well,
2: was he's retired now. Uh,
1: okay, even so, so you grew up, you know, in that dynamic. So how did how do you feel about you know the cop violence that is going on and the protesting against the cops and like you know when people are disrespecting all cops because you know they're saying all cops are bad if they not are not speaking up on the injustices.
2: Uh, well, I, I see. I, I never speak in in in. Complete. So I, 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 mm-hmm. I can't figure the now term, I mean absolutes. Right, I don't right. speak in absolutes. So there's no absolute monolithic anything, full one way. Um, with police, we need to be talking about it because they're killing a lot of people. My pops uh, personally um, told me that at some point he kind of got forced out of retirement because his partner planted drugs on a Mexican dude. Um, he said, uh, I don't know whether his partner was black, white, Asian. Latino I don't know
3: mm-hmm.
2: I didn't ask him that but I remember him and I remember that time period and I'm not gonna lie I think he said he was a white guy. I just don't wanna incriminate nobody mm-hmm. and I don't know for for, for certain right right but the point of the matter is They knew he was a dumb drug dealer But they didn't catch him that time so dude just planted something mm-hmm. on him. and then my father had to talk call my had to talk to my mother and She's like you got to do the right thing. Yeah, like and so he had to go testify, right.
1: Wow! and then it
2: was like, well, you better watch your back. That's bad news for a police you, officer. Right, you yeah, gotta watch your yeah. back because if they start shooting,
1: they're not gonna protect they're you. They're not gonna then. protect you. Yeah.
2: And so my father had to retire. So, I mean, at the same time, I was saying after Police, um, he was going through his own journey mm. saying after Police, having mm. to stand for what he believed in. But yeah, we need to be talking about it. You, can, you know, when you kill little, look, it, I don't wish this on nobody, but there's a problem with Americans, um, there's a problem with America when you think one kind of life is less than another. One. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have that problem in America mm-hmm. where, unfortunately, white people can rationalize what happens to a black child. Like, well, maybe he shouldn't do his hands up. Mm-hmm. But if somebody did that to your mother or your father or your kid or your baby, you would die. There's an empathy problem in America.
1: Oh, yeah. Right. And the thing is, at the end of the day, they're they're killing people for no reason. And we've seen so many different yeah. cases where there's a a, a a white person getting arrested. I literally saw a video of this dude dancing, mm. and they didn't shoot him. They didn't. They just tackled him and arrested mm. him like. Uh, I've seen him slap the do. police
2: officer and still. Yeah,
0: you have seen a stone right. mountain where the dude got his hand on his on his on his pistol. Yeah, and the cop is still like, "Hey, you know what's right. going on, guy?" Right. Um, but it's interesting what you said about, you know. She asked about because that's that's a thing in the activist community that there is no good cops, mm-hmm. and I have a line on um on a record I got with Jay Electronica, uh, all of us where I say the good cops either retire or get fired. Mm-hmm. You know we all know the Serpico story, so it's yeah. like it. That's what I think that people speak to is that it's so systemic. The police are working for the system. They working to serve and protect the property, right? Yeah. So even if you a good dude, you know when I was working at Inkoo Books, there was an organization called a Hundred Black Cops. And it was led by this one black dude who was in Bed-Stuy. It was black cops in Bed-Stuy who lived in Bed-Stuy, and, which was rare because most of the cops lived in Long Island. Right. And it was exactly. white dudes from Long Island. who had, But these guys were in, they made it a point to live in the neighborhoods they were patrolling, and they were trying to be good, upstanding cops. But I could imagine that it was very hard for them. Mm-hmm. I could imagine that, like you said, what your father went through, when you try to do the right thing, the system is so toxic. That thin blue line... You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that's really the the problem with they gotta clean it out. Police, uh, I mean, you, you
2: have to. I mean, the system is already designed for somebody to lose, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I would say this. Um, I, it, I, it's it's, it's, a, it's a, a saying and it was first it came for the communists, then the, and I did nothing. Right, then that's came from for the, the, blah, um, blah, blah,
0: the priest from uh, Nazi Germany. And from Nazi Germany, yeah, talk about the and then they finally
2: came for the Jews, and yeah. then there was nobody else to come mm-hmm. because, you, know, you understand what I'm saying? So you have a responsibility to, to all humanity mm-hmm. to do what's right. Mm-hmm. Because if you only care when it happened to you, then it's too late. Mm-hmm. Because it will happen to you too.
3: That's right. And that's what
2: I used to tell my Mexican, my Latino homies, like, You you keep doing politics, even in prison and hanging out with skinheads, people Mm that have killed your mama, and now they want to build a wall around you. Mm -hmm. And guess who's going to stand up with you to say, you don't build a wall nowhere. We will. Mm -hmm. That's right.
0: Black we, and brown unity. Have black and brown.
2: We need to right. stay together. Mm-hmm. Same thing, white people. Get it together, bro. If Either you either you, part of the human race or you mm-hmm. the enemy. That's right. And that's what I'm about. But we're going to call a spade a spade. If you on, if want some fuck shit, I got to call
0: you out on it. Can you speak on that a little bit? Because right now, there's our country is moving more fascist and more nativist. Mm-hmm. And even in the black community, there are, black p- community, there are people in our community who, who hate immigrants mm-hmm. and who blame some of the problems that we have, some of the uh, systemic problems we have on black people, on immigrants. And in L.A. in particular, you have a history of of tension between black brown and brown communities. I feel like the whole black and brown unity in L.A. is more prevalent in two ways. One, because you definitely have more of a history of deten- detention, but because there's more of a history of detention, there's more of a need to show the black and brown unity. Right. Um, What are your thoughts on that?
2: I think, um, if- Khalid Muhammad, mm-hmm. if a man won't treat you right, what makes you think he would teach you right? Mm. Mm. Um, we are mistaught as Americans, period. Mm-hmm. Still celebrating false holidays mm-hmm. and fake this and mm-hmm. whatever. They won't teach you, niggas, they still teach you that some white guy discovered something. You can't mm-hmm. discover places with people on it. No. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we are miseducated people. And then, you know, Everybody, We live in a country that says, this is the hierarchy, let's not play with it. White man, white woman. Asian man, Asian woman. Then it's black right. woman, black man. It's black man, black woman, oh, no, for sure. No, it is black woman, black man.
1: Black that, women are the least protected out of I, everybody.
2: I, 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 we can, we, we can agree to disagree. We take because when, everybody. When, when, during slavery, they broke us, they raped you guys and made us watch mm-hmm. under penalty of death. Even, even my my mother, my father had to go go to war. My mother just had to get educated. She had a different story and a struggle. And I'm not saying those struggles are. Uh, I don't compare pain. So I don't mm-hmm. compare like the Holocaust with the blah blah blah. I say it's all shitty. Mm-hmm. But this caste system was designed to 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 to. Cut what castrate black man. Yeah, we, we, were, we were we were castrating this purposely That's why you saw all the shows even in the TV shows. It was a strong black woman. It was the lazy slouch-ass man mm-hmm. They've always created that dynamic for us to be beneath uh, uh, And we got to recognize our power and protect our women. I'm not saying mm-hmm. you I think uh, what you're, what you're think. saying
0: is as accurate I, I think what she's saying is accurate as, as well because um the numbers support the point that Jasmine is saying. I think the numbers support that, you know, when you talk about uh, uh, privilege, we're talking about who has privilege, like we as black men, everything you're saying is true. The system is designed, especially when we talk about castration because white supremacy is based on fetishizing us and making sure that we can't have children Mm -hmm. and make sure we don't take they women. And racism is, a system of racism is built on that. But I think the, the result of it is because as, as women will face the violence more, and you know, and then when we start talking about, you know, LGBT and, and trans issues, it's like when th- those those communities are dealing with like the double oppression. Yeah, 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 yeah. But double I don't oppression. think I don't think yeah. I I think stating those numbers and saying that the numbers back that doesn't take it away from your point at all. But right. also about the caste system.
1: I say that I say that the black women is the least protected because at the end of the day we. We are we uh, fight for feminists. That's for white women. We fight for black people, black men, and then it's like uh, every time when it's like black women are like, for instance, the Chris Brown situation when Chris Brown was talking about. Um, Women in good hair, or whatever. I didn't see anybody come to the uh, support of black women, but black women. But when is there's ever there's an with issue that. with black men, I, black women I, I always are always the first Brown, one. I so I wouldn't
2: have known that he said. No, I think I've
0: been seeing at the same way that I think that you're correct when you when you talk about when you talk about the data of who's really getting the brunt of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I would have to say like, you know, just because I think that black, I do think that black women are often oppressed at the hands of black men. Oh you know, yeah. So they deal I, with that yes. too. But with that. That's, this is where those conversations back, break down, I think, because while you're right about that, I think to say, I didn't see anybody, that's perception, you know okay. what I'm saying? And it's like, I think it depends on, on, on where you're looking. It becomes confirmation bias, because I think there's plenty of black men who disagreed with those Chris, Chris Brown lyrics, and, and I saw that. Do we need to step up more? Absolutely, yes. I, I you know get, what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah, if, I mean, if the conversation starts with, I didn't see, then it's like, it starts to cut off. Okay, you know I,
1: can, I can understand that. But, um,
0: you have had a very unique experience in the industry is because you've been around a lot of, like you said, the Dr. Dre's, the Kanye West, the, the, the people like that, the, you know, the Coolio's, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you've been very, very, you've had major label deals, big budget records, mm-hmm. this and that. But I've also heard you speak about just how difficult that was for you to be yourself in some of those situations. Right. Um, I've heard you talk about advice that Dr. Dre gave you. Mm-hmm. Could you share some of that with us?
2: Um, uh, the, the one thing Drake said to me was uh, I was, I think I was on my second album, maybe? Mm-hmm. No, my third album. And uh, he was mixing something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the kind of thing, he, 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 is, he is a lover of just good hip hop. Mm-hmm. Like, he just likes music, he's, he's a fan. Right. And so I, I just remember, yeah, it was the Van Gogh record. And he was like, So, how you feeling? I was like, you know, I'm doing okay. Right. I, I was like, yeah, you know, I think it's dope. He's like, oh, nigga, you ain't confident. You ain't confident. I was like, <laughs> I was like bro, I don't have, you know, I, I used to watch, bro and them got budget. They kicked out mm. Michael Jackson right. from the studio. Paid a million dollars, like beat it. Right. Yeah. P- pun intended. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so... I was like i don't have the resources you have doc i can't just fly in mary j blige mm-hmm. to see if i want her on the record <laughs> right you know what i mean <laughs> like, right. Like, i don't have that but with what i got we got busy you know mm-hmm. and and i started playing them the records and uh he uh time went on long story short he's mixing eminem's show and we were in uh, uh hollywood at a bar um he had just finished mastering, sequencing and mastering the album. So he's playing me Eminem's show. And mm-hmm. uh it's just me and him. And uh he's like, when the album coming out, I was like, ah, the, the company merged and blah, blah, blah. He was like, Raz, if you stay on that label. Oh, and he had got on MTV and gave me his top five. So okay. it was mm-hmm. Rakim, Eminem, Nas, Jay-Z, me. Oh, it's awesome. Excellent
0: that's,
2: company. Oh, yeah, great company yeah. to be in. And uh, he was like, yo, you, you know I gave you top five. I'm like, uh, I heard, trust me. And I, I can always <laughs> remember, because we had two-way pages back then. Right. I was like, yeah, my two-way went off, fool." Right. I know you I'll gave me back. a lot of top. I, ga- I know you gave me that love. Right. Thank you, brother. He's like, you know I didn't have to do that. I was like, of course. I, of course, dude, you're right. Dr. Dre. You don't have to give me your top five. Um, he was like, but I said it because it's true. And mm-hmm. I was like, thank you, Doc. And he said, you know, at the, and he said, I didn't even like you at the time. I remember that too because I piss people off and I get it I'm <laughs> arrogant. I get it but uh, <laughs> uh but no he, he said you know if you he said you're a star Raz. Mm. you know he's like you're a star I was like you know things you know he's like nah, personality look whatever bro like you a star you've got the talent you got the skills he's like I just don't think that label if you stay there you'll never be the star you are mm. and it and, I, and it stuck in the back of my head and it, it just seemed like they kept you know, there's a clause in our contracts that says if your company's either unable or unwilling to perform, then they're in breach of contract. Mm-hmm. And my company was una- unable and or unwilling.
0: Yeah, I've been and, there before.
2: Yeah, and so mm-hmm. there was just a rough, you know, it was, what I try to tell artists is, you guys running around here shucking and driving to get signed, it's not that easy because now you're playing a politics game. That mm. You know, my my head of A&R deaded my Dr. Dre record Swore everybody beneath him secret secrecy, except one person told me that day and after his execs left his bosses that he was like had that record. And I had never done anything but did everything. He you know do a song with my artist. Yeah, of course, bro. Da, 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 da. He the dude I spit on at the Source Awards. Hmm. But you know what I'm saying? Like it was crazy. Like you got people hating. You got legal department. You got all these departments that. I, I'm not giving nobody no hand
0: jobs. Right. So mm-hmm. that
2: ain't going to work out for me. Right. So, but you got to be
0: real upset to spit on a nigga. Because yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he tried to Oh, you. I, I thought wrong. when you said spit that you no, got like wrapped it. on him. No, I oh, forgot I, about yeah, the story actually. until you no, just said no, it. I,
2: oh. I, I spit in my hand and Put it in a nigga face
1: and mushed him. Yeah, because nah, I, because nah. I'm,
2: I'm not no sucker, bro. I'm, I'm a watch baby. I'm, we don't play that shit. Right. But,
1: i never seen a uh, spit. Sorry, I'm about to get all angry. I'm start <laughs> shit.
2: <laughs> Reliving the moments. <laughs> no, but but you know, mm-hmm. it's like, so just imagine trying to get signed and you playing, you know, all this politics. With things that have nothing to do with you or somebody that has a weird agenda or might like you, mm-hmm. I don't know what it's about. Mm-hmm. But you trying to keep the ship afloat. Meanwhile, your mama and all your homies think you're rich and your girlfriend everybody think you're rich. You're like, bro, I'm not rich. Bro.
0: Right, you're on TV. Right, I'm on rolling TV. rolling with Dr. Dre. Right. Yeah.
2: I got a couple of checks, but bro, right. it's not like that. And then the crazier thing with that being said is after it's run its course and everything is soured, bro, it took me nine years to get fired. Mm. They spent more money suing me to keep me than they put in investing in my career. They didn't mm. pay Dr. Dre. They couldn't afford him. Dr. Mm. Dre's $500,000 for one beat. Mm-hmm. You think they was going to pay that for me? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, they, you know, it's like you get mm-hmm. yourself to a certain point, and then the hardest thing is is, 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 like you said, that artist thing where you're trying to do what can keep you. You get tunnel vision, mm-hmm. and you're trying to keep the, the ship floating, and then it's crazy because it's people standing on your, on your boat Popping it out, putting holes in it, and you like That's plugging
0: right. holes. That's right. <laughs> For real. And trying to paddle. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Now, with that experience, it led you to be early on crowdsourcing, yeah. I think in the hip-hop space. Mm-hmm. Um, Pastor News called me once. I was very, very sort of anti-crowdsourcing. And I have to admit, at the time I was anti-crowdsourcing, I wasn't aware of your history with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pasta News called me said we're gonna release this De La record. I think with Indiegogo is who they went mm-hmm. with, And um, I was I remember being like I'll support it bro, but I don't think it's a good look He's like why I'm like cuz y'all De La soul man like I don't want to be an executive producer on a De La soul album mm-hmm. I want day I want as a fan for De La to be to I don't want to have to help De La, right? But then they got $500,000, and then my tune changed a little bit. <laughs> right. You know what I'm mean? saying? Yeah. Like now when I spoke to Mace about it, he was like, don't think that that $500,000 went in our pocket, like we used that to make the record. Mm-hmm. Um, but then listening to you talk about it, my tune changed even more, because you put it in such a clear business sense in one interview I was watching, you was like, why am I gonna press up all these records and have them sitting there you ain't even ordered one
2: right the steak dinner concept yeah so if I own a restaurant, why should I cook up a thousand steak dinners and hope a thousand people come by them?
0: Mm-hmm. right
2: at least with with, with that with the, you know pre- it's the pre-order theory mm-hmm. so as long as I know what I'm doing I can make these many shirts I can do this many you know it, it, it's a direct relationship with your market We're in a time where it, things are still developing we mm-hmm. don't look one minute it was MySpace, then the next minute it was Facebook, mm-hmm. then the next minute it was the Gram, then the next minute it was... Right, remember Second Life? Yeah.
0: Second?
1: Okay, you're showing yeah. your age. What is that? <laughs> <And,
0: laughs> now I remember that my, my label that I was on at the time was like, you have to do Second Life. Yeah. And I got this whole Second Life page <laughs> that I, I saw the other day that I was like, oh yeah, they was wrong about that shit. Right. Was that so, before and that's what I, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're constantly evolving and the whole thing is... That no, I, it wasn't you, Jared. It was after, <laughs> after you. Wait,
1: wait, was that before or after MySpace?
0: That was around the My Face era, I think.
1: Before or after Black Planet?
0: I'm sure after Black Planet. Yeah, right before Black Planet. Oh, oh, man. Really? I wasn't really awesome. on Black Planet. I, was, I wasn't either. I just remember the yeah. homie. I think. You know, yeah, yeah. Team People
2: team was getting <laughs> <the> relationships <laughs> on Black Planet. Yeah. That was our era. '87 <laughs> Babies
1: era.
2: I I just think there's so there's no set model because this is still constantly evolving. The technology, what the trend mm-hmm. may be with. Whatever mm-hmm. platform is gonna keep changing, somebody's mm-hmm. gonna invent something else that we all gotta have, mm-hmm. you know. So I I, I don't knock anything, um, and I've kind of let my nerd techie friends because that wasn't my idea to do, um, uh, IndieGoGo and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That was my techie nerd right. homie that was like, this you had is a good great team. platform, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you gotta have. You know, I, I'm not great at everything. So, you know, it's part of having that team and that infrastructure that s- suggests some things that mm-hmm. might be out your comfort zone.
1: Fresh minds um, on the team, for yeah. sure. Yeah,
2: and, and, and let's utilize all platforms and bubble. Mm. Because the other part is, I mean, think about this. <sighs> We're almost right back to where we started. Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. So most of them are like, pay some money for these many ads. So mm-hmm. if I'm Independent Willie, I got a hundred bucks on it for a week. What do you think? You know, Capitol Records got on it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> right,
2: <laughs> right. So now you still doing the same marketing upside down backwards, mm-hmm. period. So it's. Every yeah, I always t- tell e-
0: people who, when they talk about what we do, I'm like, listen, they, I'm not Adele or Jay Z or Beyonce. You're not gonna see my face on the side of a bus, right? Like where I'm not Taylor Swift. Where I could be like, I'm cool on Spotify,
2: right? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I'm like, I need it all. Yeah. Right, yeah, and, 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 you know, it's hard to, it's always gonna be money at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. They're gonna outspend us, and that means they're gonna get more promotion. Mm -hmm. My job is to not, I I can't be the most visible burger, I just gotta make a really good burger Mm -hmm. and promote the the hell out of it.
1: And keep them coming back to eat
2: it. Yeah, to eat eat at my burger, I'm a mom and pop burger spot. I'm Mm -hmm. a, you know, you know what,
1: my biggest thing is,
2: and this is not a critique, or maybe it is, but it's in love and it ain't no hater stuff. A lot of times I look at, you know, Jay and yay and so on. So I'm like, bro, y'all got, like, too big. Where y'all talking about Picassos and niggas <laughs> just trying to get their record played. Bro. Mm-hmm. So wh- when would you make an outlet for us? And so I really think everything went wrong when Bob Johnson sold BT.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know he's a conservative. Yeah, I get He wasn't it, thinking like how it, he's supposed to be thinking. Right. That's the problem with having billionaires. Right. We only got twelve billionaires out of sixteen hundred. Sixteen hundred billionaires, twelve are black, right? And out of those ones, it's like Chris Rock said, they had to be the top of their game in mm-hmm. entertainment to even, you know, he right. said we got to we got to fly to where the white man could walk to, mm-hmm. right. right? Right. But when you think about it, that's the whole game, right? That's the whole problem is that. You have people who get billions of dollars or millions of dollars and, and they bad. have no knowledge of self. And so even if we were to get like say we were to get reparations, forget billionaires for a second. Say what they was to give us reparations right now. Well are we politically educated enough to be able to invest in our communities? are we gonna go out there and you
2: don't you know, have how- everybody gonna have a fat nose It's not chain. everybody though.
1: It's not everybody <laughs> and it's not even, I know, I'm just it's so a lot of people and it's like I okay, my generation or whatever, it's a lot of I'll hate to say woke because now everybody says that whatever but it's a lot of people in my generation that want to the black people the black community to be bettered and know that investing is what's gonna do that like mm-hmm. I have friends that are owning houses and then renting those houses to their other black friends to right. keep that money in the community so that's not what's gonna happen to everybody it's like you know a, a large few, but the people that are actually gonna be able to invest the money, they're gonna be able right. to do something. Yeah, and I
0: would never speak about the community like it's a monolith. Right. But I do think that when the problem is that, uh, is that the reason why we have so much, our dollar is worth so much. Mm-hmm. The black dollar is worth so much, but not for
2: us. Well, I mean, first of all, we're 99% consumer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. black people. And I forgot how much we make per year, but it's insane and it's a shame. But I don't know a store, I don't know a family, I don't know a human being that could sustain being 99% consumer. If you only know country, no government, no restaurant, mm-hmm. if, if, if that's your business model, you're a whore, you're mm-hmm. upside down, mm-hmm. you're a prostitute, you're a slave. And so we've enslaved ourselves mm-hmm. to to honestly, to, to to wanting things that may not necessarily be in our best interest. right? And that's an individual thing. Who am right. I to tell people not to buy right. that's what, that that's, kind of shirt? You can't
0: judge but, people. Right. No, you can't judge yeah. it, but
1: it needs to be untaught. And it's that's like, exactly that's why right. we there need to have in our communities where we're having... Classes that are showing you how to invest your money, or mm-hmm. telling you things that you you should buy instead of right. just the name brand thing, because like right, and it's th- us
0: that is doing that. Yeah, it's not in the schools. Right. It's not in the public no. schools. It's us that it's are coming us, together. It's us because we community. just have
1: to be cool, and it's like we we're a stylish uh, ethnic group, but we can wear. We don't need to wear Gucci. We don't need to wear any of that stuff when we can design our own stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, even with going to the BET, like, it sucks that he sold it because it's like all these black people are working, but they're not working for us. That money's not coming back to us now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're talking financial literacy, literacy mixed with political education. Right. Mm-hmm. That's really... That,
2: that is fundamentally exactly what it is. Yeah.
0: A while ago, I was doing a mixtape, and I asked you for a record. And you said, I got this record. It's called Catch Me If You If You can all right, catch me if you can. The name of the record is because you were on the run. <laughs> you were a fugitive. Oh no! I was.
2: I would like to say I walked away.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can we talk? Ta- can we talk about this a little bit?
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, what? Why were you arrested?
2: Okay. So there is a narrative that we create because I can never tell the truth.
0: hmm
2: Um, because I incriminate people other than I than myself. So I'm Understood. not a stench. I don't do tell-alls and all mm-hmm. that. So the narrative was, I drank and drive. That's Mm -hmm. not quite, that's part of it, but that's not exactly what the story is. Mm -hmm. And so, until I decide that I want to bring other people's names into the story, which is totally the factual truth, Mm -hmm. um, I just owned it. Mm -hmm. I I blew it. Don't drink and drive, it's not smart, it's not a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's not really the big part of it. At the same time, my company decided that because that happened like a year before, mm-hmm. and then you know you get a good lawyer and you know, you drag it out, and then I was probably going to have house arrest. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also dating like the boss's niece, and that probably wasn't a good idea. Okay. And we had a bad breakup, and everything really went to shit, so you know, whatever. So there's mm-hmm. some other extraneous factors. But basically, when they found out that uh, the Dr. Dre record, uh, they couldn't make it to single. Um, they said, we're not going to put your album out and shut up and go to jail and we'll catch you later. Mm-hmm. And then I said, nah, it's not going to work out that way. I got kids. So I went in there with the homie and me and me and I put a gun on the, on the table. Mm-hmm. And then I said, give me my scuzzy drive. And I took my scuzzy and I flew to New York. Mm-hmm. And that's how it worked. And that's when I ran into you. And, yeah. <laughs> and then I bought the stinking Minkin. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, stinkin <laughs> I bought the stinking Minkin. Mm-hmm. I bought an apartment. It got me an apartment in Astoria. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the whole thing was uh, I was gonna make this money. I want I, w- I wanted to make a hundred thousand. You know, you know, you know, you know, T. about whatever. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing was get some money because I know I'm gonna have to sit down probably two or three years, and these people just waited a whole year purposely to kind of wait out the clock because they mad at me because mm-hmm. I can't tell Dr. Dre. I won't tell Dr. Dre to put out the single. It, I'm telling you, that's like like that that real. Um, That arrogance of like you you do what we tell you to do right? You you know what I'm talking about the shit that some mm -hmm. people do is that you do what? I tell you or you're gonna suffer consequences like whatever bro. So I took my stuff um, Made a a project in the meantime um, And then I was gonna turn myself in so I always say I never went on the run I just was not gonna reward somebody that disrespected me. This is my career my my life. You knew I caught the case Mm -hmm. But we had a year. We could have shot our videos, done what we needed to do, and I could have sat down and been gone for however long I was going to be gone. And odds are I wasn't even going to be gone. I would have had house arrest. Mm-hmm. But you probably shouldn't let your label get your lawyer, too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I learned a lot. I, right. learned, I learned a lot. Right. So, um, yeah, that was it. You know, that's, yeah, I bought me a black meat from the fur district. From, uh, <laughs> uh, so
1: how long did you end up Did you end up getting I it? did.
2: I, uh, I was sentenced to three would have. So I ended up doing about 20, 21 months. Oh damn! Yeah, yeah. I did
1: 17 hours, and I don't
2: know how I survived. <laughs> um, you know, everybody's not built for it. I, a mm. lot of people, you know, for me, um, unfortunately, I'm cut from that cloth. Mm. Like mm. I'm a watch baby. Um, uh, the ironic part is my friends saw me and were like, Raz, you're smart. What are you doing here? And it's like, <laughs> oh, but you're dumb. Yeah, you should be here. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I got homies and. You know, I I let my mother Mm -hmm. down, I let my kids down, I let myself down. Um, But I'm not, you know, you you, you gotta learn from your mistakes. Mm -hmm. I didn't even learn from my mistakes that time. I Mm -hmm. still did some more stuff and got myself put back in prison. But, um, I mean, I've kind of been doing jail. Like I said, I didn't like my pops. He was a police officer. Mm -hmm. So what do you think I was doing? Mm -hmm. I was going to, you know, I was was rebelling against my father. So I've been going Mm -hmm. to juvenile hall and CYA since whenever. Back in the so, day. So I'm cut from that cloth. I'm okay with it. Like, honestly, I always tell people, uh, you know, if you want to do nothing with your life, <laughs> but you want a roof over your head, just go to prison, you'll be
1: all right. And what do you think changed <laughs> your, um, what, what, what happened that you decided, oh, okay, I'm done with going to prison? Ah,
2: money. <laughs> <laughs> I like money and women. Like, it's fun to touch girls. Do you understand? I know. Do you understand what, First of all, <laughs> pr- pr- prison is prison is uh, 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 de- uh, like sensory deprivation. That's mm. purposely what they're doing to you. Yeah, Sada talks yeah, about that. and yeah. She talks
0: about solitary in her in her autobiography about yeah. that being the worst part of prison, mm. n- not having access to human touch. Yeah,
2: to human touch because we're dudes in there. So unless you want to be touched by a dude,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I'm, that was not my issue. So mm. yeah, man. Like when you just like ah, bro, but you ain't touched a human being in four months. Mm. So you just waiting for a visit, so you could hug your mom, smell a woman, mm-hmm. smell, you know, smell, touch a hand that's soft, and get a hug, you know. Mm-hmm. And that you start being much more rigid, and and, and some people never come back from that. Mm-hmm. I mean, even I was, uh, you know, it's gonna affect you no matter what. And I didn't have any traumatic per se experience. I had the normal experience, but it just it it sucks. It sucks to not be. It sucks to. Everybody in prison. Well, I wouldn't say everybody. You shouldn't talking. You know, mm-hmm. whatever. But there's so Absolutes. many people in there that made a mistake, and probably got sentenced harsher than they should have been sentenced. That actually aren't even bad people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of people had drug problems. Um, a lot of people have money problems. Mm-hmm. That's why people poverty steal is stuff. Poverty. Mental poverty. Health mm-hmm. needs yeah, to be so people much are penalized for, for poverty. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so. Um, it, literally, homeless people go to—they take them to jail because they're homeless and call it loitering. Right. Like, what, where are they gonna go?
1: It's crazy because I think I said this on another episode, and it's like we can definitely limit the amount of people that are on jail if you make it. it Make it easier for people to live. You're giving people minimum wage that they can live off of. Because sometimes, a lot of times people are committing crimes just to survive. Like, they don't yeah, want to be a
2: criminal. And, and, well, the other part is you got to remember, that somebody's got to lose. This is all for profit. These prisons are for profit. Same thing, with they, right now they're locking, locking up little brown babies and taking them, stealing them from their parents mm-hmm. for profit. It costs, it costs, right now we are all paying in you know, our taxes, I believe the number was Four hundred dollars a day for them to not give right. a kid nothing to eat, to give them a, not give a, a baby a shower, a shower. So, mm-hmm. like, we live in an evil country right now, mm-hmm. and we should own that. We should all we own got it to. and hate. We all and we are responsible hate our, for it too. We are all responsible mm-hmm. for an evil, evil country, and what we have, whatever we get collectively, we earned it right now. It's sad because if it happened to any of our family members, our little babies, you would be ready to kill something. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, it costs. $40 to put a, to, to feed a kid and keep the families together, blah, 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 blah. We're paying $400 for them to abuse the babies. Mm. Mm. And that's what prison is. It costs $10,000 a year to incarcerate and $1,000 a year to g- give a kid an education book and the da-da-da. Mental health. Right. So, so we know what we're doing. Our country knows what it's doing. This is not by accident. It's by design. Somebody wants to lose. They're like... Who's the fodder for the cannon? Did, did you ever, I'm sorry, because I was talking about something very serious, but I just thought about something really funny. Uh-huh. Did you ever see, uh, <laughs> <laughs> did you ever see uh, uh, South Park, when they had Operation uh, Darkings in front? They yes. were going to war. <laughs> yeah. They had, they had,
0: all, the, they right, had right. all the black niggas strapped to the tanks. Right, 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 that's the South Park movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. so funny, but that's
3: what He's like, what is.
0: about the Emancipation Proclamation? <laughs> I don't listen to hip hop. <laughs>
2: The dogs, they got all the right. on the tank bro Operations, so that's what this yeah, is. yeah yeah that's yeah yeah i mean that's we're living in that it's mm-hmm. it's always fodder and that's what prison is about somebody's got to lose so they can make some bread if if you got everybody back right
1: no one's making money
2: what well, well you can't make money that way by being an evil person mm-hmm. but some people are wired that way and some people that think i was just reading about this crazy the the, the pedophile dude. Mm -hmm. he was on, his whole thing was that he was just going to disseminate so the future people don't Which do, there's so many of them. I was just about to say that.
0: Epstein. Epstein.
2: Epstein is Mm -hmm. actually on some eugenics. Mm -hmm. So his whole thing was, that's why he was raping young, young upstate New York, you know. Right, right. You know, girls, but he wanted to breed everybody after him and don't feed the homeless, let them die. You know, Darwinian. Billionaire talk. Yeah, billionaire talk.
0: You know what's crazy about that? There's a I did a Comedy Central show called uh, "This Is Not Happening," and I told a story about going to this billionaire's house, and he was having this extravagant party, with it was just him and a bunch of girls, and me and Lana Richie. It was only only dudes there, just me and Lana Richie. Wow! Right? And um, I told the story in Comedy Central. And the the end of the story is I stayed. Well, I was supposed to stay for three nights. I stayed one night. And then after the first night, I was like, this is not my scene. Mm. I got to get up out of here. Like, I felt like the evil spirit. Wow. You know, and I tell the story. You know, I called my father that night. And I was like, I didn't, something's not right. I got to leave. The girls I was with was the wrong type of girls I should have been hanging out with. Right. You know, they was of age, but they right. was the wrong <laughs> type. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that disclaimer is important mm-hmm. because... His name comes up in that Epstein report. They boys—that's who he was hanging out with. So I, I never understood exactly what made me want to leave until this year. Good. I'm like, that's whatever that was your he was. Confirmation of what you're saying. Whatever he was going on, whatever was going on, I didn't need to be around that. Right. Yeah, man.
2: You got to go with your gut. You got to.
0: Yeah. Rap life brings us to some. I remember the guy who picked me up. He lived on some island in the Bahamas, and the guy who picked me up was like his personal driver. Some she was like, oh, so you're a rapper, huh? Like I was the rapper. Wow! You know, so you ever been in a party? Where you're the rapper. Uh, right. It's like that yeah. movie, uh, 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 the the Boots Boots Riley movie when they're like rap, rap. <laughs> rap. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry to bother oh. you. Yeah. Sorry. Um. Oh, I saw
2: that.
0: Blue Da Vinci is your cousin. Yes, he is. From BMF. Yes. Now, when you say that, did y'all grow up together?
2: Yeah. Um, okay. Blue, well, there, there's two in, in BMF. So mm-hmm. S Class, who's mm-hmm. a producer, he's from Inglewood. That's Stephan Baptiste mm-hmm. and then there's Blue. Mm-hmm. So we, I have a big family out here. My family's first generation. Well, I'm first generation LA dude. My mm-hmm. mother came out here when she was 17. Mm-hmm. Um, with my grandmother, so my grandmother's family came from Mansura, Louisiana. Uh, let's see. Eight sisters, four brothers, mm-hmm. Wow, and then we sprinkle out the watts, basically. And so I have a big family out here. We don't all hang and then the you know intra mm-hmm. politics of families. my grandmother some people didn't like her husband. Mm-hmm. 'Cause my grand my grandfather was dark skinned, mm-hmm. was a dark skinned dude from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. You know, politics yeah, yeah, yeah. and families, mm-hmm. bro. Just that color, mm-hmm. light skinned, dark skinned stuff. Colorism I mean is is that right. it happens, mm-hmm. man. Absolutely we, we do it to ourselves first. Mm-hmm. So, um not all of us were close. And then there's different age brackets. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So when I'm fifteen, they like twelve. Mm-hmm. I don't wanna hang with them. Right, I right. wanna hang with the seventeen year old. Mm-hmm. Right. So um we we got Cooler through the music when I first started working on on music, mm-hmm. um, cause Steph is a producer, Blue was the rapper, and and after the first album, my whole thing was I can't, you know, my you know my cousin was kind of upset. Steph uh, S Class, he he was a little upset, cause he was like, yo, I'm sending you beats, why don't you use no beats? I'm like, mm-hmm. look, I'm not in the power position, I'm not Tupac, and they are really fighting me on what beats to use. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll tell you what the logic is. I'll just take Blue with me. They can't. They can. T- they can kind of f- fight with me about the beats mm-hmm. if it ain't Diamond D or so and so whatever. Um, but they can't fight with me on who my hype band could be. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened. I pulled Blue in with me on that level. Mm-hmm. Um, also, our big blues. My co- my cousin and he's also from the the gang of the neighborhood mm-hmm. that that we live in. Right. So. Wino, my big homie, is his big homie on some straight G, on some right. G shit. Right. And so it was just easier. It was an easier fit yeah. to, to, to have him travel with us. Wino is the first person that introduced us to DJ Pooh. Mm-hmm. DJ Pooh, Poo. he puts, um, he just takes a liking to Blue because Blue just had a big mouth and was like funny. He had jokes. He mm-hmm. yeah, had Gunner, he was a street dude. But he's also hilariously funny. Mm-hmm. So Blue was funny. Pooh wrote uh, him into a movie, Three Strikes, and let mm-hmm. him be Blue in the movie.
0: Right.
1: Love that movie.
2: And <laughs> then from there, Pooh and Wino met Meech and them, because they had came out here mm-hmm. specifically to work with Pooh. Mm-hmm. And then Blue got pulled in. And then, honestly, the truth of that story is Meech, I was supposed to be the, the president. So it was gonna be me as a president, kind of like some. Um, I'm gonna think of something like, like a Dane Dash Jay Z right, type right, right. thing. So I would have been the president. Blue would be the artist, because mm-hmm. I'm the one that had the experience on, on a major deal. Mm-hmm. I opted out. Blue went in as the artist and the, mm-hmm. the CEO with Meach. Um, and then they were out here in L. A., but it wasn't. It wasn't really making sense.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it was just a weird time in L. A. And I, you know, my logic was that I know my home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, because, you know, Meach and them, they were really good dudes, man. And, mm-hmm. and I've been around a lot of money. I've been around football money, basketball money, mm-hmm. music industry money. I ain't never seen money like that. So I
0: neither. I
2: was like, bro, y'all like the Benetton of cocaine, bro.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was at a couple of them parties, and BMF parties in Atlanta and Miami back in the My day.
2: Cousin- <laughs> this is before they got to Atlanta. Okay. So, so that was why I... Patchworks is also foundationally made from my journey mm-hmm. by, in Atlanta. So my whole thing was take this to the Wodies. That's what I called Atlanta dudes at the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, take this to the Wodies because if you stay in LA, they gonna start sending trick chicks at you, mm-hmm. a torpedo, cause y'all got way too much money and don't nobody really know y'all. Mm-hmm. You know, they know Blue, not. but Blue ain't never had marzerotties and blah, blah, blahs. Right. and th- right. Th- I remember one time they all came in the club, <laughs> they was all in the club, <laughs> they looked crazy. I mean, they looked crazy. Uh-huh. I was like, who is these dudes in this? It was these dudes in like, uh, 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 a knot at Roxbury. Uh-huh. Yeah. They had them kind of right, They came on. in like, mm-hmm. Finally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they had the knot. at and, and it was Misha Blue. I'm like, I'm like, what is that job? He's like, no, the shark skin. I was right, like, bro, shark that skin don't soup. work here, bro. Uh, you can't, that's not as good. I'm fit, feeling. Like. Right. but they was, you know, they just had money, and and my logic was, it, and I'm sure Blue and they all realized that there was some other things that happened. I was like, bro, these dudes is jackers. They're gonna be haters. They're gonna be mad at y'all because mm-hmm. y'all out here doing it way big, big, big. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, um, I know, I'm, you know, I know I threw that idea out. At some point, they decided to use the favor and go to Atlanta, go to mm-hmm. Patchworks, and the rest is history. Next thing you know. Um, <laughs> when I'm in prison, cried mm-hmm. I'm calling collect and Crown Get on the phone like, um, your, your cousin Blue was crazy.
0: <laughs> Wait, is that your Crown impersonation? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's <was> pretty good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Exhibit like Blue going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> now talk to Blue. He's like, right. man, I don't care. Just, I, we was at the club. I think basically, mm-hmm. apparently, they created making it rain.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. man, I've seen they I seen some it. things. And like I was I was partying really not so much Atlanta, you know, but the Miami, Miami scene. yeah. Bro. When they was in Miami it was like
2: <sighs> Yeah, so when they throw up BMF they're throwing up one I know, which is our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, period. It's designed, the whole old hand sick everything. Mm-hmm. So the sh- the streets is blue and all our homies and then each of them had money 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 money
1: it wasn't there an issue with Rick Ross for, talking about I'm uh, big they call me big Meech uh, I
2: I don't know I, don't, I won't say I much about heard that what one. I yeah um I read no, no he said I think I'm big Meech. Um yeah. but he never met Big Meech he never met Meech. He, hmm. I, blue, will t- I mean you know blue will tell you that and look when you get popular everybody think they know you you know what right. I'm but it was a
0: reference I mean like yeah. like we were just talking about yeah. it was a huge thing in Miami mm-hmm. and Ross, they was you know but Ross was in Miami like he's in them clubs with right. Calat at Opium at that time right. seeing how they doing it so it was more like a you know what so I yeah, like, like a like a reference a, yeah a yeah. reference yeah so they was like back in the days they were saying I'm going to the club I'm going to make a movie yeah. right you've been in it, maybe as many movies as albums as you have. you know what I saying? <laughs> like you're a full-fledged actor like actor
1: <laughs> actor
2: You've been I'm in
0: the, the hood classics, my dude. I,
1: I have, uh, yeah, you know. He's a method actor, my, uh, actually. This That's man is he did a, his stuff. I got the hookup. Yeah. I, I
2: know. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Tell us about how that happened.
2: I, just because P was a cool dude, mm-hmm. man. You know, um, honestly, you know, shout out once again, you know, free big meets, too. Mm-hmm. Um, P was always a nice dude to me because he's my label mate, mm-hmm. Priority Records, and uh, he actually just called me. He mm-hmm. was like, Hey, Baldy, what you doing or Right, right, right. He's like, oh, I don't know. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he did right. that. He put, me in, uh, he put me in Foolish, too, I, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, there's a part where I'm walking up with Eddie Griffin, and I just get to say, hey, I'm Rascast And then I, start, <laughs> I I don't
1: know. Connections get you more things than anything. I and think that's relationships. What, yeah, connections, that's what relationships, Networking, and that's yeah. what it's like, because it's not just about talent, because you can have the same talent as someone else, but it's like, okay, who do I want to spend all day on set with? Yeah, True.
0: For L.A., though, it's kind of ill because it's like y'all have this proximity to Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I, I don't be in L.A. as much now, but I spent a good 10 years living in L.A. And uh, coming from the East Coast, what I notice is, you know, when you come from the East Coast and you're here to work in the entertainment industry... You not you not spending no time in the hoods in LA. Mm-mm. Of course. You don't really get to the hood until you start to know people, you start visiting right. people like, "Oh, this is not West Hollywood or mm-hmm. right. wherever it is was it right. was having me." ho. Yeah, wherever right. you are uh, be at, you know.
1: I live in the jungle, street cred baby. Well, you know, she came out here to grind. <laughs> wow, she yeah, came, you came out. Here to out grind. Crack. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm in the jungle baby.
0: What I notice is I feel like LA is the type of town where it could be seductive if you're not on a billboard, you're not really doing it. Or if you're not in some sort of T V thing or some sort of and everyone like you just said Blue Da Vinci was in the Pooh movie. Pooh was writing right in movies. These but these are street situations. You, you in the movies like it's it's adjacent to to like Watts, you and Watts but Hollywood is on the horizon.
2: Right. Well right? no, I, I think what it what, what the interesting dynamic to me is is that we have a natural what we had. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about younger, you know, the twenty year old. Mm-hmm. We had a natural Abhorrence to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. We coined the term, mm-hmm. you're acting Hollywood.
0: Right, right. So
2: we're very specific. It's just like a New York dude, nine times out of 10, especially in the city, probably wouldn't say, I'm from New York. He'd be like, I'm from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, mm-hmm. Bronx, Queens, Long Island. New Island. York, Island. what's that? What's that got to do with, you know, yeah. what block I live on in right.
0: Brooklyn. Right, wait, and from Syracuse, nigga?
2: Right, <laughs> 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 right. So mm-hmm. I think, I, I, I think. A lot of us had a natural like we want. This is before downtown even got popping. We had we all partied and met mm-hmm. in Hollywood,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that's where everybody, whether you were from Long Beach, Inglewood, uh, West Covina, you know Venice Beach, whatever. That that was our mm-hmm. point of meeting. The Valley, whoever came in, that's where we all met mm-hmm. and hung out at, and that's kind of where. You would get those opportunities to do movie stuff, and then that's when people look like, "Oh, I want to be an actor, or, mm-hmm. I want to be a dancer, or, I want to be," you know. And then we had to start. We worked and played in in Hollywood, mm-hmm. um, but then we went back home to, to our places in LA, and, mm-hmm. and, and so we we have we're spread out, whereas New York is built up, so you're forced to deal with people. We don't really have to.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We have a different mentality, so we're very clicky. I always feel like I feel mm-hmm. like. LA's a very clicky place. Like it's like, oh, I hang with these guys. Mm-hmm. And so and and literally there was a time when the young black actors only hung out with the young black rappers. Mm. They didn't even we didn't even hang out with the black R and B guys. Mm. And then the young white actor kids hung You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we yeah, really yeah. did that. Yeah. Like it 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 would be Kenan and Kale throwing how you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Little house parties and only certain people could, you know, go hang out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's crazy because, like, I realized that because you know I've lived in a bunch of places now. In New York, like, it takes you the most an hour to get anywhere unless you're going upstate. But here, like, California is very spread out. LA is very spread out and it's very cliquish.
2: Very cliquish. and then it's gonna be hard to get through those doors unless you once know again somebody. we established that people are social. You know, the social and networking and who you know. So that's. People start going to specific clubs because they Mm want to be down with those actor kids Mm -hmm. or they want to be down with those rapper dudes or, you know, or they want to be directors. It's like, it's kind of crazy because we really have like those bars. Right. It's like, oh, that's the director people's bars. Mm -hmm. You know what I
0: mean? (laughs) It's crazy. We we
2: got a very interesting dynamic.
0: As somebody, Rascass, as somebody who has been listed on Pitchfork and About and all these, you know, not so much knowing about the culture, but you're also on Dr. Dre's list. Like, you listed <laughs> on all these top ten lists and people's top five. Who? I'm not going to ask you who your top five is. Thank but, you. but who, right, you know, we get that. Right. right.
1: I'm going to ask you, Dime. who are the
0: MCs that influence your style? Like, for me, I can say my style is like an a, like amalgamation of krs 1, Q-Tip, Early Ice Cube. You put that in a pot. You got you, what I'm do, doing. You got what you was cooking with.
2: Yeah. That's that's pretty. Let's see. All right. I'm gonna have to go. Chris one.
0: Chris I, is definitely for. Oh, oh Yeah, for me. Like yeah, yeah. The for, standard bearer.
2: It's 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 a. I don't know what, if it's.
0: Ice Cube or Wren. It's one of them. So that's that's our interlope, our, yeah. our overlap right there, yeah. right? That's our our interlope. <laughs> <laughs> our overlap <laughs> is Karis and, and Ice Cube. That's why we get along. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. And then yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of my third though. I, um, Q Tip for me because one, the native tongues, I felt comfortable when I saw that De La Soul video and Jungle Brothers. I'm like, I'm not a tough guy like that. I'm like, that I I look like them. I, I relate to them. And then Q Tip had a soft voice and I always had a soft voice. So. Just for him being so good at his craft, but naming himself something off and quirky, right. having a right. soft voice, not really being hard and gangster, right. that was my lane. But I was also like pro black. And I thought I was Ice Cube and Q-Tip at the same time, because I wanted to be fiery, <laughs> right. but I was like also like native tonguish too. With,
2: with, with, the, with the easy listening voice. A yeah. Little bit. yeah. I don't know who my third is. That, that It would be somewhere between a, a pun and an L mm. and a you know a that pharaoh you know um just
0: like lyrics.
2: yeah just a real no intonation just bars mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> i noticed that about your tracks though like your most compelling tracks are that to me that's what i know i'm going to get rats cuz like this is rap shit right for other rappers Yeah, to impress other rappers i'm talking to my
2: i'm talking to my peers yeah mm-hmm. yeah i just did one grammy speech i wrote this mm-hmm. record called grammy speech cuz um, you know, oh, at so at the rate better. I'm going, I may not win right, one. Right. And so I
0: just wrote what I would say. Right. I'm still from that Chuck <laughs> D school. Who gives a fuck about a goddamn Grammy? You know, Crib,
2: Chuck D. You know. I, I just wanted to I, I was thinking about ODB mm-hmm. when I wrote it. So I was just thinking like
0: Wu Tang for the children.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah, and Wu-Tang what would I say in that moment if I was right. there and just He like, said
0: Puffy's good. <laughs> but Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang for is for the, the children. That's the part people forget. Yeah. He said, Puffy's good but, but we'll it's for the
2: children, children. yeah no, he, he, so i it, it was just you know it was inspired by odb you know mm-hmm. just keeping it one keeping it a buck and so i just re- wrote that scenario it's on the new album man mm-hmm. so yeah but those are the ones where i, I right. feel like only my mc's would imagine cuz I, I i've just you know i know you've been to at a award show and just been like I
0: had to spit on a nigga? <laughs> no, no. I no, a
1: mush spit. That's what, that's oh, yeah, it was awesome. I was and like... Mush <laughs> <spit>. <laughs> yeah, I know what you
0: mean. Um, but with that said, is there anybody new? Who are the newer dudes that... And I'm talking strictly lyricists. I'm not talking popularity. You
2: know, I never do that because mm-hmm. I feel... I'm such a fan of so many people, and I'm not gonna remember everybody. Mm-hmm. I just feel like you do a disservice. And, and then people do a, a lot of plugging the same names. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love hip hop. Mm -hmm. I I will say this: I feel like 2017, 18, and we'll see about 19. I'm still waiting to see, Mm -hmm. but I felt like last two years, amazing years in hip hop. Mm -hmm. People made fire albums, like just you know. I just I've just really been impressed with the quality of people going and doing a craft. Um,
0: You know, uh, Booka Rian. Uh, that's the one that was on my mind. Book when you said people been making incredible albums, the first thing that popped in my head was Book of Ryan. Yeah, man. That's, that's just... the one over the last couple of years. That he one got... made me, just goddamn. This nigga busy, Royce, he man. J. J
2: Cole is my. Person. J Cole is he super yeah, dope. Of course, of course. I... I just like I said, I just didn't want to name right, right, right. one mm-hmm, and not name all else. these other amazing people that are doing right. an amazing jobs. But so. I agree
0: with you that Book of Ryan deserves a special so, yes, place. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. The past three years. But, yeah, Royce did that. Mm-hmm. that that's mm-hmm. crazy. But shout out to all the dope people and groups that have been really making amazing mm-hmm. music, man. I just, it's just, as a fan, I've been, you know, it's a battery in my back. And I I, 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 nobody signs up. And if you, well, if you did, that's your mental issue. I didn't sign up for second place. Mm-hmm. So I didn't sign up to be, you know, riding nobody else. I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. There are no, you know, seat belts on mm-hmm. on, on cocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not riding on none of that. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> 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 sorry. There's no seat belts. Seat on-
0: belts on cocks.
2: <laughs> so, you know, my 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 thing is, I want to be first, and I'm trying to make the best I can make to mm-hmm. be number one. But just because I'm striving to be the best, mm-hmm. doesn't mean I can't give everybody their props. That's so, right. I'm, I think everybody that's making good music deserves their props.
0: Well, number one in the hearts and the minds of the people, RazzCast, ladies and
1: gentlemen.